0: Hi, peeps. Help Me Be Me is underfunded and needs your help. If you enjoy listening to this or it helps you at all, please visit helpmebeme.com and click donate or visit me on Patreon. Thanks. Hi, friends. It's Sarah May, and this is a podcast um, based on a talk I gave a little while ago that would be helpful to you guys as well. It's about self-advocacy and I guess guiding your career based on what it is you want. Um, I also got a question recently from somebody about being dissatisfied consistently with their career and not knowing how to negotiate that basically not knowing Shh, is that just a personality trait am i always going to be dissatisfied or is there am i in the wrong career am i at the wrong place so we'll speak to that a little bit as well um so first of all self advocacy what i mean by that is um representing yourself re- representing your views and your interests and also um being your own um ally at work or in, in life. So being able to say what you want, state what you want for yourself, and basically get others to support you in that. Um, I like to to frame this as kind of being your own cheerleader and promoting your own personal brand. Like think about yourself as a product, and that product has a label, and people kind of know what that label stands for. Like, what does it mean to other people? And you can actually alter that and shift that by how you behave and how you talk about yourself and how you represent yourself to others. The reason that advocating for yourself is important is because you are the only person who can dictate your value. You are your own product. Like, what you do, your actions... The knowledge you have, the opinions you bring, are your currency. And it's often um, your voice that breaks through to other people. um, And what you say is kind of like an outward representation of that value that you have internally. So it can can definitely be an uncomfortable thing for a lot of people to advocate for yourself. And that might be because maybe you're an introvert. It could also be just something that's culturally reinforced in you. Like uh, if you're a minority, if you're female, there's definitely an imbalance that we receive as the communication from culture, from um, industry. Also from, depending on where you are, there are different messages you receive from the outward culture so it's it's on a lot of layers. there could be lots and lots of layers to the reason you don't feel comfortable standing up for yourself or speaking out or um at the very least feeling comfortable asking for what you want and and acting of a as a person who has a right to curate what they want for themselves in their career so this I guess is like my way of trying to encourage you to think about that more often. And really be more purposeful in how you do that for yourself. So I want you to think of yourself like you are a walking billboard for your personal brand. I want you to think about if this is a billboard, if I'm a walking billboard, what does my brand say? What does my brand provide? Um, What do people turn to it for? So your actions and the way you interact with other people you work with is an outward expression of your particular product or your particular brand and the best way you can self-advocate is by being good with your word being accountable being consistent being a good person and over delivering um also having raw talent is helpful but the others almost count for more in certain situations because if you for example um Like to want to be known for being uh, a can do person who's really positive, who's really worldly, educated, um, you know, a great resource for intelligence. But then you you misspell a lot of your emails. Like that doesn't, that's not consistent with your brand. That makes sense. This is really about thinking about every single facet of the work you do as a representation of. What you are, of your currency. And if you start to make those things consistent and kind of walk and talk like a contiguous um, entity, it becomes louder. The message you send becomes louder and um, takes on like a stronger voice. So, self advocacy is really about being known for your inherent functional value as this product, whatever it is. It's not really about, you know, constantly self-promoting. It can't be hollow. So I want you to also think about um, what, you know, what your tagline is for your walking billboard. So maybe it's, I want to be expert and dependable and um, always doing cool shit. That's my tagline. Then you've got to actually walk that walk as well. So, what are the things that a person that's always doing cool shit does? Whatever that is, it's helpful, depending on what industry you're you're in, to also be constantly promoting those things. So whether that's to other people or just sharing, you know, social experiences, or if that's literally on Twitter. It's like make sure you're consistently putting out that message to other people. Um, and and just think about be conscious of how can I echo that. That statement about myself in as many ways as possible, in a way that feels organic and natural, um, and that means often just talking about your life more and adding to conversations in, an, in as many ways as you can that demonstrate that you have that inherent value, you have those inherent hobbies or passions. It's part of who you are. Um, I would. I also wanted to speak to self advocacy in terms of just becoming conscious of your own self-respect. I think a lot of us when we get into maybe when we're starting out in a specific career, we we operate from a lack perspective and we feel like we're lucky, so lucky to have this job, we're so lucky to be able to be around these people, we're so lucky we shouldn't ask for anything. And it's really easy to get stuck in that state, especially if you have issues around money and instability. Like your your frame for your whole life could end up being, I can't rock the boat. I can't ask for too much. I'm just, It's like we end up in that reacting position versus a place of acting and guiding what we want for ourselves. So yes, we do have to pay our dues when we're starting out in a particular position. But I also wanted to remind you to be deliberate in curating the path and the projects, and the, the career you want for yourself. Remember, you do have power, and you do have autonomy at any given point in your life. You have the power of control over yourself and what you choose to do with your time. So make sure you're not selling yourself short, and, and never forget to really respect and covet yourself. It's important to choose where you want to go, or have an idea at least of the direction you want to head, and foster that. So that means just thinking about, you know, 10 steps ahead. Where do I want to be? Think about the kinds of projects you want to work on. And just in in the back of your mind, know you're heading toward those things. And if you feel like you're not progressing towards those things, feel okay about asking questions, coming from a place of curiosity, like, you know, with whether you have bosses or whatever, maybe it's about doing homework to, to figure out how you can get there. But asking, like, what do I need to get there? If you're if you're talking to a boss, for example, like I would really like to be doing X, Y, Z in a year from now. um, How what is what's one way that I can get closer to that? And oftentimes when you self-advocate it and it backfires, it comes from a place of lack of awareness of your own value. So if you are if you're unsure, maybe you can ask some people that are safe to ask. Like, how do you see, like, can you give me some feedback about how I'm doing here? Um, I think also just coming from a place of clarity, but respect, um, not demanding something, but asking like, how can I get closer to this goal? And a lot of the time people will welcome it, but they'll ask you to do it in addition to what you're already being asked to do. So it might be one of those things where you're like, you're, you're accomplishing your job, your task, all the stuff maybe you don't want to do, but then you add on one extra thing as a way to continue to grow. So think of it like you're yes anding in the direction of your goals. Um, In general, it's this is a, unfortunate if you're intro, an introvert, but people who seem to evolve faster are those that are good at talking. So if there's a way you can get more comfortable, um, you know, presenting or expressing things in a, a politically correct way, it will serve you well in your future. Uh it's also really important in being able to move up in the ranks. I don't know if you're in a corporate structure, if you're a person that feels uncomfortable presenting in front of a group or giving speeches. I recommend taking a class or maybe doing Toastmasters mas- or at the very least watching some YouTube videos on presenting well. Just because that outward facing view of you, it says a lot. It can it can also mislead people, but in a good way, about how um smart or how talented or how much value ha- you have on the inside. So people you you might notice people who are really good at talking, who are really good at presenting get promoted faster, or are given more opportunities. Um, you can just watch, I mean, there's so many TED Talks out there, but if you think about it, a lot of people that get TED Talks are just really good at talking. It's not necessarily about the quality of the information they have. But that said, I, there are a bajillion amazing TED Talks. I'm just, that's one example. Um, a lot of people are held back, I think, by self from self-advocacy when they feel like they have no right to be asking for something and if that's something that's true for you i just want you to kind of put a highlighter over that just check yourself am i a person who feels i can't ask for things or i feel uncomfortable about um asking for my value because if that's the case that's something that you can borrow from other people And apply to yourself and it will never feel comfortable it will never feel right for you but it's almost like borrowing a script so if you're for example about to go into a meeting where you're gonna ask for a raise or you're about to go into a meeting where you have to ask for a promotion or present something with conviction that you're very insecure about I want you to literally bullet point the things you have to say as if it's coming from a very confident person take out all of the extra words that are like the ums and the well but maybe ifs and the if it's convenient for you and all that stuff trim it out keep it as straight and to the point as possible and then rehearse it rehearse it in a mirror and actually watch your physical body it helps if you're if you're sitting down and looking in the mirror to see you know replicate whatever position your body will be in in that moment and then just as much as you can, be conscious of like how tight your shoulders are, how crunched your body is and and rehearse it a few times. And then in, in that moment, stick to the script and know that for the most part, when you're asking for a raise or you're asking for more money, the person on the other side of the table has, has done it way more times than you, has, has been in that situation more than you. And they have probably a few more tools than you and are probably better at, you know, the game than you are. So as much as you can, don't add on to that script. And just, if there's going to be silence, leave room for that silence. And as much as you can, come from the positive. I really want to do more good work like I'm already doing. This is going to help me do more good work like I'm doing. Um, this is what I need to continue to grow because I really like to be here. Um, And if you are a person who... Is maybe um, trying desperately to to make a transition into another career I always recommend asking everybody in in that direction how you can help them and volunteering your time that's one way to become indispensable without having having been given permission to transition it's just like you become a natural part of that team or you become a natural asset to that team Um I would say it's often when we hold ourselves back it's often a subconscious belief that we can't do it or that we're not going to be good at it it's like or it's a subconscious fear so if, for everybody listening I would say just ask yourself am i is fear holding me back is there some part of me that's thinking i i shouldn't be asking for more because i'm afraid and if that's the case I mean in the for the most part you have nothing to lose by asking. If you feel like you're in good standing, no one's going to fire you for asking for more or for wanting to grow. The worst that can happen is they can say no. Um and remember, you are the only person that can advocate for you. So go beyond your comfort zone and ask for more than you think you're worth because they're always going to meet you in the middle and be proud of what you do and own your own value with conviction it's it's all about telling the others the right story about yourself and what you do for them and you get to scope that like so give others the gift of knowing you by representing your best self um covet yourself covet your value just like in a relationship in a romantic relationship by honoring and coveting yourself and what you want for yourself you demonstrate to other people How valuable you are and uh, it's really important to to make sure you're you're guiding your life in a way that actually does reward who you are and allows you to grow. I also wanted to address the the question I got via email about if you're feeling unsatisfied at every job I think for a lot of people if you are a person who is thirsty for knowledge and you're constantly growing yourself a job will often feel stifling, especially if you're doing, you know, the same set of 10 things. It's like everything becomes redundant at a certain point. And if you if you can't immediately see what the next career move is for you, before you throw the baby out with the bathwater, I would say start to dabble in anything that begins to reward your brain. I mean, that's why so many people now are slashies and they have side hustles is because we're when we're beings that are curious by nature. We can't ever stop learning. We can't ever stop growing. So I would say, like, maybe your solution isn't a big jump. Maybe your solution can start with just a little bit of um, curiosity about building a side hustle, you know? Like, for example, um, this. This would be considered a side hustle. I, I would love it for be for it to be a full-time thing, but this is definitely feeding um my brain's heart. (laughs) Put it that way. Just being able to create something of value to me and hopefully to you. So start there. See if there's something like you could do on the side, whether it's learning to get a new course or making something, putting something out in the world that gives feedback. Even if it's like a personal blog. I'm not sure what you're interested in particular, but start there because those things can evolve and grow and then they also present more opportunities as they get bigger and as we invest more time in them we start to learn more about the industry that it's in you know involved in as opposed to unplugging everything uprooting everything starting over i think just from a financial standpoint that can be really difficult and risky unless you have a huge amount of savings then by all means um But that can also just be a way to figure out, like, is this truly an interest that I would enjoy doing in real life? Uh, Because a lot of the time there's also a practical side to every industry that sometimes we don't have a tolerance for. For example, if you are a screenwriter in Los Angeles, that takes such a level of just tolerance to pain and risk. And, um, you know, it's very inconsistent. It's very uh competitive if you are not a person that thrives in that environment that's even if you're a brilliant writer that might not be the the life that will make you the happiest there's another avenue that could potentially reward that part of you that is not that doesn't bring with it all of the pain and the risk and the fear and the letdown you know um I'm not saying that to dissuade anybody from pursuing that i'm just saying like there every industry has its own set of other shit that comes with it like if you love neuroscience, but you hate long hours and lots of school, maybe that's not your, you know, chosen the best career for you. Um, so all of that, <laughs> I hope it helps. I know it's targeted at a lot of different industry, but industries, but um, I hope it helps you. Uh, and I, I wanted to give a shout out to all some new monthly sponsors. Thank you so much to uh, Catherine donation from you. I appreciate it so much. Huge donation from Michelle just came in. Thank you so much. And Megan, huge donation from you. I appreciate you guys very, very much. And Kevin, a new monthly sponsor on Patreon. Thank you guys. And if anyone out there has the means, donations really help this happen, and I appreciate you all so much. You can head to yaywithme.com and click donate. If you don't have the means, totally understand. Uh I know we have a lot of students out there. Um, A review on iTunes would also help me immensely. And if you have a friend that could use it, why not share it? That will help also. Um, So honor your value. Speak with conviction and confidence. And then others can see more value in you just by the way you show up, you know, representing yourself. And you only get one life. So make it Make it something that means something to you. Don't let yourself just get trapped in that place of fear and um, what if. You always want to lead your life from a place of choice. And we can only have the freedom to choose when we let go of the grasping and the fear. So if you're in that place of grasping and fear and you're underfoot looking up, stand up. Just get off the ground, stand up tall, and think if fear was not a factor what would I want for myself? What would I choose if fear was not a factor? Because we can always architect tools around fear. We can always figure out, like, borrowing scripts from other people. We can always say the words we need to say if we can consciously choose to not be guided by fear. But I hope it helps you. Help hope you go for it. And don't forget to smile.